3: Back in it's uh, the early line right here on Sports Grid Thursday morning. Our number two, Major League Baseball, last night providing a number of interesting results, including the Houston Astros getting back to form, a seven 0 victory with Jose Urquidy dominating the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Astros are still under five hundred. They're the kind of team that you expect to bounce back and at some point go on a run. The fact that they put up seven is good. Their pitching needs to be better. You know, we kind of probably overlooked the fact that Verlander is no longer an Astro. Performances like they saw last night for McKity will go a long way.
4: Yeah, it certainly will go a long way. I actually thought they would lump up Rich Hill. Actually went six innings and two earned runs yesterday. So pretty good performance out of him. This is also one of the games, Kevin. I took some RBI props yesterday on line. Tried to cheer those through. Seven runs, 12 hits. I took two players to get an RBI, and I didn't even cash that ticket. Chaz McCormick actually went two for four and scored two runs, and then Pena went one for four, but neither one of those guys had a chance for an RBI, so sometimes they are hit or miss, but the Houston Astros improving to six and seven on the season. they got to start getting it going here, but a good performance out of Urquidy, that can certainly help.
3: Certainly so. Uh, the series between the Mets and the Padres catches the eye, I'm sure, for plenty, uh, as these are supposed to be two of the best teams in the National League. And once again, Pete Alonso goes deep. His sixth home run leads Major League Baseball in that category. I I do wonder, early season here, Donny, I feel like the ball's flying out a little bit. Not in a way it shouldn't. It's just not being ruined by awful dead-in baseballs here. I wonder if the home run totals across the board. People maybe got involved with you know preseason over unders. Obviously, health provided are going to be pretty happy if they started clicking down on overs. Pete Alonso, uh, look, early returns, but looks like he could be uh, in for a big time home run season.
4: Yes, and Major League Baseball. If you're watching the show, and I know Rob Manfred, good friend of the program. I like to say I support him a lot here. Don't look at these first couple weeks and say, oh, the ball's flying out. Hey, by the way, beep, 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 beep. Hey, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, wherever those baseballs are made, uh, send the dead ones in here for a couple weeks. This is getting ridiculous. Just let it play out. We'll see where it goes here. Pete Alonso hitting home runs early in the season. Wait till we get to hitting weather. And also, Kevin, we sit here in halfway through the month of April. You know what I like about this? Hey nicer weather. Remember last year it was like well, we waited till July 4th for our first 70 degree day it felt like. We're getting that now and players are hitting. Even Juan Soto yesterday hit an absolute mammoth shot at Citi Field. Goes 2 for 4 yesterday in the loss, but I think you're on to something here. As you watch Major League Baseball, it does seem like the ball is flying around, but the only sport that would say, that's not a good thing, Major League Baseball will say that and somehow yeah. bring in the de baseballs.
3: I it this is not a bit it is not an act i cannot tell you how frustrated stressed depressed and annoyed i get when we have this conversation it is the it is the single it's so so dumb it is so I, I, there's no other way to put it it is so dumb that this is a conversation that we have to have but we have to have it we have to have it yeah. because the old crowd who right now is losing their mind still about the pitch clock and all the? You know what they're going to start to do, Pfft, man. You know, you know how legit, you know how legit home runs were back in the day, huh? Huh? What? Oh, Barry's home runs, McGuire's home runs. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Okay. Honestly, they should use the baseballs, but they damn sure should not deaden the baseballs. This would be the equivalent of if the NBA went, oh my goodness, what is going on in Golden State? Make their balls heavier than the rest. So they can they yes. keep they have to stop being able to launch threes. Okay, or at Oracle, we're moving back to three point line. Everywhere else can stay the same. I just please Leave the baseballs alone. I swear, if it's June and all the other sports die down, the radio 1 is here. Welcome in. You know you're here, okay? It's, if if it is June, Donnie, and you are going through weighted on base averages, and every single team, including of course the Detroit Tigers, can't hit home runs because we dead in the baseballs again. I'm not doing baseball. You do the segments by yourself, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a walk. I'm not doing baseball. I'm not doing it.
4: No, and you're rightfully so. Let's also take it up another level here. Do you remember like one of the best days I've ever had on air when Major League Baseball finally said, you guys are doctoring these baseballs, you pitchers out here. This is ridiculous. Everybody's striking out too much. We are going to now take control of this and you will get fleeced coming off the field if you have any issues. Home runs, runs started to go up higher. Every pitcher was getting checked out. They didn't want to cheat. And then Major League Baseball sends a report okay. Hey, we got to get back to that because spin rates are getting out of control, strikeouts are getting higher cuz we're not checking as much you idiots you have the exact formula on what people like and what makes sense and you continue to change it where at the end of a season nobody's getting checked anymore and strikeouts are up and you're shocked by that and yes the baseballs we're not asking for you to dumb the baseballs down or juice them up just let us know that it's legitimate. Here are the baseballs we're using. Nothing is going to change. You're right. It's the only sport in the world that keeps the singular thing involved, the baseball, where like two people know if they're dejuicing the baseballs or not. It is outrageous that baseball does that, Kevin. You are correct.
3: And just lastly, you got I know you I know you know the phrase launch angle. Do you know what that is? That is analytic departments, right? Telling their hitters how to swing for home runs, because of the value of a home run, so of course home runs are going up, and baseball's like, what's happening? Derek, <laughs> the Phillies lost again last night. They're four eight. They yeah. stink. The Rays win every yeah. single game they play. They're twelve and zero. That's getting out of control. What else happened last night on the diamond, Donnie? Anything else? I sh- Kershaw won again. The Dodgers the won $1 again. May 13th yeah. coming mean, yeah, up. Kershaw's right. got to get shut down. He can't pitch that.
4: Two
2: wins 100%. already for
4: Kershaw. Shut him down. Shut him down. 100%. Good call. Good call. We'll be right back.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: right here to the early line live on a thursday morning kevin walsh on your right side now joined by the sports grid sports professor our sports business analyst rick harrow rick i want to get right to it there's actually a lot to get to this time the the wwe ufc merger that whole deal is very interesting and there's a number of angles you could probably take on that what was your big takeaway from the merger? Well, again, I don't know about a merger. Endeavor buys WWE, and then they're going to kind of combine the companies there a little bit. What's the takeaway from you? Three
6: takeaways. First of all, uh, we should probably put Dana White and Vince McMahon in a cage match to see who controls the entity. That would sell a lot. But of course, they're both working for Ariane Emmanuel and Endeavor, so they'll they'll fall in line second the wwe has uh, 1.2 billion fans and ufc 700 million that's a lot of leverage with 200 million people to follow and third you know we talked about it before that uh part of this is scripted part of it is unscripted i'm not sure if any of it's unscripted but remember there's a lot of discussion now about grabbing some revenue by trying to legalize uh, gambling in this sport i wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole if we knew some of it was scripted, I don't know how they're going to get it done, but now it's even more confusing. Maybe it's more positive because they can say this piece is entirely unscripted so you can bet on it. We'll see.
3: Can I just quickly, Donnie, interject? Because I know you you want to take it somewhere else, but just the the idea of betting on wrestling and the the idea that it's scripted, it obviously is, but I prefer to put it under the idea of, it's betting on information, right? And Rick, just 20 minutes ago, we were talking about betting on the NFL draft. Now, the NFL draft is not scripted, but they're not playing a game, right? We're following Schefter tweets. We're following Schrager tweets. We're following Rappaport tweets. It's not apples to apples, but I think betting on wrestling is more similar to betting on the NFL draft than betting the NFL draft is similar to betting a football game.
6: Yeah, well, the only issue I have with that is that some people within an organization know how it's going to turn out right and so you can deal with it with various ways of getting there that's the best actors can disguise the storyline but as long as you have a few people in an organization who know how it's gonna turn out I'm not sure I want to put my house money on that the NFL draft I guess you know, but you don't know until it happens live. And uh, even people don't really understand what they're going to do other than the first draft pick occasionally. So that's where I would differ with you, but let's see how it all turns out. Because if there's a way where you can do a prop bet where the guy didn't break his elbow until the third round, maybe that's a way to bet on it. I'm not sure.
4: There you go. Rounds in wrestling. I'm looking forward to that, too. Now that the UFC is involved, so we'll see if that plays out. The Masters. Rick, one of my favorite tournaments of the year to watch on TV. It's usually brilliant. This year, we actually had some rainy conditions and some cooler conditions, but that didn't stop the ratings coming in on the Sunday here. The ratings are up in the Masters. Is it so simple as just give us a good leaderboard, we'll watch it? Well, it depends. It's compounded circumstances.
6: Give us a good leaderboard after we have a couple of years of kind of shut down with COVID and we had a November win, which Tiger, but it's November. And then this is the first Masters where it's back for real. How do I know that? Well, Wednesday, Thursday, I saw a rookie fans walk around in their high heels early and then bringing their shoes in limping late. That, you know, means that their first time patrons, a lot of them, merchandise off the charts, First-time viewers, John Rom is an interesting personality. He's he's humble. He's intelligent, uh, and uh, you know he was tutored by the Devil's family, the Mickelson family. So there's a whole bunch of storylines here, and it would have been even more of a storyline if Kepka didn't fade late.
3: So, Rick, to, to then stick, you know, TV ratings-wise, because the Masters certainly delivers, I know it's a, we're a little past it, but not too far past the NCAA tournament for both the men and the women. Yeah. Women way up, men down. It, for me, the takeaway would be this is the value of having star players. Is Caitlin Clark, superstar? Angel Reese, star? Sunogo? Eh. Right now, quite... I dare anybody out there to watch and to name two players on San Diego State. Not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Shout out, Don. Shout out to the big gas station. But I just, is that kind of the story (laughs) there, Rick? The the value of having stars go on runs and not?
6: Marquee programs may be more of the issue as well because it's interrelated. And by the way, get used to this Uh, as i've been saying uh, all week in the last couple weeks what's happening with the nil and the transfer portal is all you need is two or three maybe even three players to move from another team and you've got a final four opportunity football you need about 15 or 20 so if you have uh well it's a one shot uh, fau and miami and san diego state and their ilk will never get in the final four again you're wrong You're going to have regular uh, uh, glass slipper candidates. Now, does that mean we're never going to have those other ratings because the Duke, North Carolina last year, and then Kansas and Kentucky, not going to happen? Well, I'm not sure about that. And I'm also not sure if people are watching only because of the big programs. I think the Stars is relevant. Uh, But we're going to see what happens. Certainly a giant step for women's sports. And look at the number. ESPN, rights fee for the women's NCAA? $34 million, that is a steal. They should take it all the way to the bank.
4: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out down the stretch because this was one of the first years, Rick, that I actually was very involved in the Final Four and thoroughly enjoyed it and watching it on a Sunday because it was right in the middle of the afternoon. It was great stuff. Talking about ratings on the up and up, sometimes we just watch sports because we like them. Some people watch sports because we see something we've never seen before, the pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Ratings were up day one on the streaming services. Will that continue? And also around the league, Rick, what are you hearing about the pitch clock? Good, bad, management, players or the fans all alike
6: Uh, players getting used to it umpires uh, you know luckily there's a number up front because if they count to 20 they got to take off their shoes and, and their and their, and their uh, their their next set of gloves in all seriousness I'm hearing really good stuff about it look at the numbers between opening day and four days after you have the uh, 26 minute decrease in games steals go up from 67% to about 83% and the batting averages go from 230 to 245 now I personally like the idea yesterday I was watching my Cubs play and of course, they lost, but I went to get a drink and uh, did some work. By the time I came back, it was a night inning. What's going on? You have two and a half hour games. What's going to happen, by the way, is that concessionaires are getting a little upset because you have maybe one fourth less concession sales. Uh, but Rob Manford and everybody would pay that price. That's a small price for everybody liking it. And we're going to test it. Today, I'm about four hours from now, We're going to see if the Rays are going to tie the record. I'm going to go to that game. Interested to see what the attendance is for a day game against the Red Sox for a team that hasn't lost yet.
3: Uh, Quickly then on the idea of baseball and maybe the larger scale, we know that if one league does something and it works, everybody else is going to take notice. Do you think other leagues are looking at baseball and thinking to themselves either A, wait, how do we implement this, or B, by the way, this is a trick question, oh, we all have clocks. So uh, good to see baseball caught up, and everybody else that's complaining about baseball should realize that every other sport does this.
6: Well, it's not a trick question. You thinly disguise your opinion, which is okay. We understand that. Maybe it's enforcing it a little more. It's ironic because the NFL, you know, five years ago, four years ago, we're a little concerned with games going into the next window and going three and a half hours or 320. Now
4: we'll have to see what happens, and I think hockey and basketball are not too far behind. Everybody loves the pitch clock. We all love the pitch clock here at the grid. I'll speak on behalf of everybody, Rick. Okay. Well, Don, good. any
3: show specifically that you're speaking on behalf of, perhaps? Uh, I watch Game, of Game of Time Decision Pitchcock. a
4: lot. I mean, they might be the biggest supporters mm-hmm. on the network here of the pitch really? clock, Rick. So just to keep you does, but wait, out, time
6: out. Does this does this banter cut into my ability to take us out? Well, actually, we we're we're trying to filibuster. <laughs> Yeah, we're filibustering. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't good. have time You're to ask you a question, long. Rick.
3: So let yes. us let us just hang out, and yes. then you got to take it yes. over in about four or five seconds. Yes. There, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Rick, uh, you want to no, take no, us the break? It. Go ahead, pal.
6: Yeah, I just was going to tell you that I've been wearing this Masters shirt since Masters' day, so I finally get to take it off after today. And so we'll talk about a whole bunch of different things, including oh where we're going with baseball today—a big deal. Come back right
2: after the break.
3: Stuff there from Ricaro here on the early line, making it happen with you. We'll talk a little Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals MVP odds. Now, if by chance you don't know what that is, that's actually understandable, as this has only existed for one season, so it is new, Donnie. And I just, you seem. You seem like you want to tell people you can't stand this. I'm looking at the corner of my eye. Is that the case? That you can't stand conference finals MVPs? What's the story? Actually, what was running through my mind is, I look, we're about an hour and a
4: half into the show, and I'm worried about, like, how's your stamina level at this point, man? It's been a while. It really has.
3: Yeah, oh. uh, Tremendous, by the way. Uh, That is because uh, nobody... Nobody out there, at least certainly not yourself, uh, works harder than me. Do not let Donnie uh, and his great PR team spin this narrative. Yeah, we do have a good just one. because I am not here on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Again, weekends, betting above the rim, live, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time on the grid. Now, by the way, people, I reach out to Donnie. I did all last season, all again and this year. I go, Donnie. I mean, will mm-hmm. you please stop by B A T R? They'd love to have you. Donnie says no. I don't work yeah. weekends. Sorry. Any truth? Yeah, just I mean, look, it's hard to do.
4: I mean, it's it's hard to work this many hours and then push it through toward the weekends at this point. But I know it's a fabulous show. A lot of fun to be had by all. A lot of the playoffs. But you know, it just I worry about you sometimes. Like a minute, like uh, maybe extra water here, extra sleep here. This is hard, hard to work during the week that you're into now.
3: No, I woke. I actually woke up a little early, so I – Whoa. I woke up a little early this morning. Oh, yeah, oh so let's I get to get yeah, breakfast on the way. Let's work it yeah. into the yeah, shoot right, Big man right was now. hungry. Here we go. Big man was hungry on the way into work. I Let's go. <laughs> <Here we> go. <laughs> <laughs> <Sat> down, 657. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh.
4: Sure.
3: No, 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 no. We were here plenty of time, <laughs> but I just had, <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to get a little, <laughs> little <laughs> breakfast in me. You know what I'm saying? I like there
1: you a little Now we're into it. Now we're ready.
3: I might start wandering a little bit. If I didn't have any breakfast during this show, man. I might have hit a little timeout, miss a segment, go downstairs, order uh-huh. something, come back, eat on. Maybe well, a buffet. Because I learned I you can't eat on air. Man, mm-hmm. remember that? Man, we had, man, one day they were serving me donuts live on air. That was a good time. It had heat breakfast in the back, buffets, baby. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. <laughs> that's, only, that's only for one person uh, who will <laughs> let it go. Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. MVP. Let's go. Here's my question. It's my question to you, Donnie. This is the question we always ask with stuff like this. <laughs> uh, the buffet got me going. Yeah. Here's here's yep. the question, DRS, right? Usually when it comes to awards like this, we did this with the finals four, the most outstanding player. Well, if you got the Bucs win in the East, should it instead of betting them at plus one ten, don't you just yep. bet Giannis at yes. plus one twenty-five? My working theory would actually be cautious on that. Now, last year, again, it was the first year of this, Tatum won in the East and Steph won in the West, which is the best player, and each of those teams did win the award. But the conference finals, obviously, it's with it not being the finals, I think it, you could be more likely to see a team's second option win the award. I don't think it's as simple as if the boxer, if it's the Bucs, it's obviously Giannis. If it's the Celtics, it's obviously Tatum, and if it's the Sixers, it's probably Embiid, but maybe not definitely.
4: I, I was, and again, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, two completely different thought processes for me. If I look to the east, and if it is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. If Giannis just goes 11 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists, he just gets it because he's a superstar, and that's what happens. Tatum, a little bit different here because Jalen Brown has shown that he can be that Batman to Robin and go toe-to-toe with Jason Tatum. He's just more of a name, so that 270 all the way down to 750 does make a difference. But if we're looking at Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday, and I'm not interested in that. If you flip it over to the Western Conference, Kevin, you see Kevin Durant at that plus 320 price here. And it makes some sense. Right. He technically is the superstar of the Phoenix Suns. But I look down and see Devin Booker plus at plus 850. Yeah. How many times have we seen it just this year alone? Hey, Kevin Durant's coming back. First home game, first road game. Oh, how did he do? Oh, Katie dropped 20. What did Booker do? 35. I think Devin Booker is a steal at plus 850. If you think the Phoenix Suns are a legitimate look here to get to the Western Conference Finals and into the NBA Finals, there's no guarantee that Durant outshines Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a sensational scorer, and I think he might have the bump. So you're getting value to me, at least here, in the Western Conference with Booker, even if you think the Suns win and Durant is the quote-unquote superstar.
3: Massive agree, M- massive, massive agree on, on Booker at plus 850. What is interesting though, in that the odds to win the West, the Suns are plus 190. That Durant plus 320 price, it's not, it's not that Giannis Bucks number that's essentially identical, right, or close to it, because of how much Devin Booker is being given respect in this market, which he absolutely deserves. Now another team that would fit that same description would be the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers, you've got LeBron at fifteen to one, AD at twenty to one to win the West. They're eight to one, and Anthony uh, again. Here's LeBron is a narrative guy. At this point in his career, AD is not going to take a Finals MVP off of LeBron. I don't see it happening. <laughs> when they got into the when they got into the Finals against the Miami Heat, AD was like creeping up to be the favorite to win Finals MVP after like the first you know two or three games. And then LeBron was LeBron. I don't think he's going to let someone take a Finals MVP off of him, but a conference finals MVP Donnie? Joe, sure, have it. Have fun. I don't care I don't care about a conference finals MVP. All you AD. AD at 20 to 1 is interesting, but also look, the 15 to 1 on LeBron is double the number basically of the Lakers to win the West.
4: Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a good value market here at the FanDuel Sportsbook because, again, we're not just picking on each and every team. We go, oh, just pick that because we just laid out a plan there for the Celtics where it's like, hey, Brown can play really well. But also, when you're looking at the Lakers, you're right about this. The superstar of the team typically gets it. And let's be honest here. Anthony Davis through the first three rounds getting through the Western Conference Finals if he dominates, 31 points, 16 rebounds. Could he actually do that if he's healthy? Yeah, he's that talented of a guy. But how far off is LeBron actually? And if the Lakers are going to succeed here, Kevin, which includes, you know, maybe an upset, which they're going to need in rounds one, two, and three Mm. in order to get to the finals, LeBron James and the Lakers aren't winning if he's scoring 17 points a game with six assists and six rebounds. That's not happening. The Lakers are only winning if their two superstars are being absolutely dominant on the court. And if that's the case, and we're talking about, you know, AD getting 31 a game and LeBron getting 29 a game,
3: you know it's going to LeBron James. You know it is. I think most likely, most likely. I think people actually like AD enough, like, that if he, was, if he was having a great series, they would give it to him. And again, I also would like to see it put to the theory in terms of a conference finals MVP, right? Again, finals MVP, no doubt. LeBron is not going to miss out on a finals MVP. Conference finals, it could be different. To so spin it back to the Eastern Conference, Embiid is 6-1. to one. He's going to win the MVP this year. He has been the MVP. Is let me let me attack it from a different angle. If I tell you the Sixers make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, do you think there's any value in having the Harden 49 to 1 ticket? Like the number will be significantly less if they're there. Does Harden have any chance to turn the clock back, I guess, and go out there and win a Conference Finals MVP or is just It's too, everything is too centered around Joel Embiid. It's too centered around Joel
4: Embiid in Philadelphia. Because again, trying to use that same sort of mantra that we're using with the Lakers where, okay, if Harden is being sensational, Embiid just can't be average for them to get that far. Let's also remember the Philadelphia 76ers have had some good teams, including a number one seed and have yet to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. To me, if the Sixers are doing well, it's because Joel Embiid is putting in monster efforts night to night to night, which again doesn't mean we can't have big nights from James Harden, but if the catalyst for the Sixers making the Eastern Conference Final and beyond is James Harden, that would be surprising. And typically the FanDuel Sportsbook looking at it that way with the price point as well.
3: I think the other guy, and I know I'm talking a lot about secondary options here, but that is where you are are seeing huge numbers, right? That that is that is where you are kind of, you know, seeing these outrageous prices Jamal Murray at 19-1 is very interesting. In that, if I told you in the Western Conference Finals, Jamal Murray averaged more points per game than Nikola Jokic, you wouldn't be stunned by that. Now, is that enough to recover the fact that Jokic could potentially average a triple-double in the series? No! We're talking about big numbers. We're talking about big numbers. But that is a big number on a team that is the number one seed in the Western Conference. The other guy whose name is not here, Donnie, and I, I wish it was. Even though I probably wouldn't bet it, but I'd be interested. Would be Paul George. Kawhi is twenty nine to one. Russell Westbrook is two hundred or is is 200, uh, 290 to one. I am surprised that they did not hang a Paul George price. If the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals, Paul George is back healthy. No, no doubt about it. But also, we know a
4: little bit of the shenanigans that happened with the Clippers here. I can't wait, Kevin, on a night-to-night basis to be like, hey, Paul George is questionable. Oh, by the way, he's not even in the city they're playing in tonight, but somehow questionable to to play in this game. So there's a little bit of that. But if you are going to lose a couple games, it is hard to make up But again. Some of us that are looking at these games, betting it, but also from the people voting, what have you done for me lately? Nobody's going to remember that first round if Paul George is lighting up the second and third rounds here. So it might be a good look. How about real quick in the Eastern Conference? Trey Young's 100-1 to right now. The Atlanta Hawks are in the playoffs. If he gets nuts, he's the only hmm. guy that can lead them there. So you're looking at ultimate value to try to use. Maybe that's one of them as well.
3: Last year, the player that led the postseason in value over replacement was Jimmy Butler. 121. Again, you want massive tickets? Mm-hmm. They're out there. They're out there, certainly. But Miami also still has to go win a play-in game because of an outright disaster uh, that they had against those aforementioned Atlanta Hawks. Now to pause the NBA. Tomorrow's a huge NBA day. Uh, we're going to talk about the opening round series. We're going to talk about the play-in as well. But we go to Major League Baseball. Big slate to preview. A lot of day baseball. It's coming up next
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: have you ever brought your magic to walt disney world like hey we came to play
3: That's right here on Sports Grid, Major League Baseball preview time. And we got to get the people ready to go with a little same-game parlay. Waste no time here, DRS. The people are excited. They love themselves the same-game parlay. And you are going to the game between the Baltimore Orioles and the Oakland Athletics.
4: Yes, I am, and also a man of many words here. So let's get this out into the public. I like this, and we're going to take a look at a game down in Camden Yards, as you posted last year, Kevin. I was actually calling this pitcher Oiler on the mound here for the Oakland Athletics because he was just leaking a. oil all over the place. Yeah, they, I mean that hits home. That's a good one right there. Now. Olier, Oiler, or Oller whatever you might think of him, he's gonna get hit mm-hmm. around today. But you know where I'm focusing on, Kevin? A hitter prop parlay today. It's gonna to be a three-leg parlay, and it's gonna focus on the Orioles. If we take a look at Oller on the season, it's a very simple process here. He's a right-handed pitcher, has really struggled with left-handed hitters to start the season. His XFIP total is 6.27. Not a lot of strikeouts, way too many walks. I picked three guys in the lineup today that we anticipate being in for the Orioles, The Oilers, right? For the Orioles. As and that's <laughs> Rutschman, Frazier, and Henderson each to get a base hit. I'm not worried about RBI. Not worried about going over one and a half bases. All three of those guys get base hits, which I do believe they will get today from the left side. That's going to pay me a plus 150 price. Oil all over the
3: place down there for Baltimore. Let's go. All right, works nicely. Now I, every single time we've ever done this, we go to the same game. I went into business for myself. I wanted to go to a oh, different shit, game, of course, because. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. One of one of my favorites, all of my favorite pitchers in baseball so are you. current yeah. or former Philadelphia Phillies who, who Donnie cannot stand. Now, you can tell me why I'm wrong, and I actually look forward to it here, but I went for Paul Goldsmith to get a hit, Tommy Edmund to get a hit, and the Cardinals' money line. The payout there is plus 152. Donnie, I'm just looking to fade a former Philadelphia great. That's all. Exactly, and I thought you might be going to like a former
4: Philadelphia great like Cole Irvin's why I set the table here. He'll love Oakland because that guy gets smashed. Doesn't pitch that much. Here's what we're looking for too, mm-hmm. Kevin. If we're doing the same game parlay and Spencer Howard shows up on the slate, I mean, is that automatic? Where point is he? Point? Yeah, I don't know.
3: But hold on, like, you know is, he, is, is he still He's on, on a roster? I mean, like, yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do me a favor. Call, call, call his agent. All right, because I know you. I know you got deep ties into that Philly scouting department there. All right, and just just check in on him. I mean, they they claim he's still on the Rangers. I mean, is is he working bullpen this year? What's his deal? Let's just give the people the background
4: on Spencer Howard. Now, maybe... Yeah, need being a f- surprising guy, throws a lot of innings. So like, But basically, Howard is the guy that was the Phillies' top prospect coming up and led us to believe that he can only go three innings. He's not an opener or a closer. He's just a starting pitcher that was that new wave of, I can only give you three mm. innings, and everybody was fine with that. And we got on the that quickly was maybe he only gives you three innings because he's giving up three runs every single inning in those three innings. So yeah. when he comes back, Kevin, SGP is going to blow up.
3: I, I, Yeah, he's on the 60-day DL. He, in, in 2021, did not have a single outing of more than four innings pitched for the Philadelphia Amazing. Phillies. He Amazing. then did have multiple outings of like five uh, with the Rangers, so it could have been a Phillies thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't care. Uh, A's, Oiler, uh, Oilers, I can't now. See? Orioles, uh-huh. uh, we did that through yes, the yes. same game parlay. Uh, any additional notes on, on Audier? Or, or do you want to move over to uh, the Rays chasing history?
4: We'll keep it simple. Yesterday, the game went over down there in Baltimore. I think this game goes over also. Keep in mind okay. also, afternoon baseball, fantastic 105 start. I do think we get runs here today in Baltimore.
3: All right, beautiful. Here's the deal for Tampa Bay. Minus 215 favorite. Run line, minus 104 if you lay the run in a half. Totals an eight. Springs Kluber. If Tampa wins, they tie the best start of any team in baseball history at 13-0. and Do the
4: raise. Get it done. Absolutely, they get it done, too. Take a look at Springs on the mound today. Left-handed pitcher on this early season, Kevin, a X XFIP number. How about this K-rate? You'll like this, Kevin. Through 45 batters, his K-rate, 42.2%, which means roughly half the guys coming up to the plate don't even put the baseball in play. His split's phenomenal. 12 left-handed batters he's faced. Their ISO power number, Kevin, it's a zero. How about this? 33 batters he's faced from the right side. Their ISO power number this year, an absolute zero. And then we flip it over to the other side, Kluber used to be a good pitcher, right? And we say used to be. 6.6 as an ex-fip here this season. Not striking at guys, walking too many. And if you are a left-handed batter, through 24 of those, a 450 weighted on base percentage and a 400 ISO power number. As many as five to six left-handed bats expected in the lineup today for Tampa Bay. They stay perfect, Kevin.
3: Let me then spin this forward a bit because they have this win streak market on FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah where you can try and bet the first loss. So today would be plus 175. And then they're going to go to Toronto for three. Now, you've got the current uh, expected pitching matchups, right? Just look at who Toronto's throwing. Berrios, who is now terrible. Kikuchi, often bad. The last game is Manoa. However, the Rays are throwing McClanahan. If you can get this to that game, though, where Manoa has the ball, it's plus 800. To, to spin it that far then all of a sudden this team goes to Cincinnati Hunter Green would have the ball Hunter Green probably good enough to be favored short price ah it depends though if at that point the Razor you know 16 and 0 Donnie are you interested at all in this market here for the win streak
4: I, I, it's not so much, Kevin, where you're trying to pick out where they're going to lose, because really that's like throwing a dart. It's Major League Baseball. Eventually they are going to lose. We just don't know where. But is this is one of those things where you say, okay, let me line up the pitching matchups. They stay hot. Pick a game three games out where it's like, again, a plus 800 price that you picked out. Yeah, you can actually point. hedge that if it works out in your favor, even if they don't win or lose that game. Technically, you have a couple outs there. That's probably the best way to play it as opposed to saying like, oh, I really like this pitching matchup five
3: days later. No, that's a good point. If you just get it to the Manoa game at plus yeah. 800, mm-hmm. you'll be Perfect. able to do – you're great. You're in a great, great spot kind of mm-hmm. game over. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. You'll be able to make yeah. your money. Good stuff there. Yep. Uh, speaking of those Reds, uh, they are in action today against the Phillies. Lodolo has the ball against Bailey Falter, uh, you know, the typical Phillies. I can't believe this guy's in our rotation game. Uh, the problem is the Phillies really need a win. They're 4-8 and eight to open up this season. Total for this game, eight and a half.
4: Waiting on Bryce Harper, it feels like here and that devastating loss of Reese Hoskins is really playing out. And yesterday, the things I get so upset with in Major League Baseball, sometimes I just wish I was a manager. Pache was up at the plate in extra innings. The Phillies were down one run with a man on second base, the Ghost Runner, and no outs. They let him swing away. He pops out to the third baseman. Make a long story short, they don't score any runs. It's okay, guys, to bunt with bad batters at the plate. Now, flip it moving forward. Lodolo, who the Phillies just saw, sometimes that's a good thing, Kevin, right? Like, hey, man, just saw this guy be able but to hit him he absolutely mowed down the Philadelphia Phillies in the last game I actually don't think he got the win because the Phillies I think that was the game they had a late game explosion late and were ending up to winning that game I believe in the bottom of the ninth inning fast forward to today Falter hasn't been that bad neither has some of these Phillies pitchers here they're just not getting the timely hitting but if I'm looking at this game overall I'm probably taking the under because Lodolo crushed the Phillies lineup last time he saw them Kevin yesterday three to two game maybe we're looking in that same range today
3: and Lodolo at home has was solid last year, perhaps could be solid again this season. Yep. Moving it along here, the Yankees return home uh, as they have taken each of their first opening four series, all uh, two out of three. They're going to look to start hot here against the Twins. They're a minus 152 favorite right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Once again, the total for this game, eight and a half.
4: Oh, man, I hope we we might miss out on one here, Kevin. The reason I say that is 84 degrees at first pitch, wind blowing out dead to center field at 11 miles an hour, and that's a 7.05 start. That's not even the mid-afternoon that lets you know how hot it is now on the East Coast here midway through April. Because if you look at the Yankees' lineup, how they match up against right-handed pitching, it's sensational, Kevin. First six guys in the lineup anticipated today, 395, 505, 426, 396, 488, 498. They should be able to do the damage. we take a look at Ryan to start the season here for the Twins. 3.60 XFIP number, great strikeout percentage, dominant between lefties and righties. So if you flip it over to Minnesota and say, okay, what are we getting? Look at Brito, 4.09 XFIP, which again, isn't bad. It isn't great. But look at his splits here, Kevin. It's a right-handed pitcher against lefties, a 180 ISO power number, or excuse me, a 180 weighted on base percentage and a zero ISO power number. You're going to get a lot of left-handed batters in the lineup for Minnesota because you like to use those against righty splits. It just doesn't work with Brito. It's a shame because the weather is sensational i just wish we had a bad pitching matchup because you could have had some fun in this game
3: all right so that because yeah because you said we we might miss out yeah so where's the balance then on that though DRS, where do you find the balance on because if you had bad pitchers on the mound Mm -hmm. the total instead of eight and a half would be ten and a half so where where do you find that range then it, it's
4: it's hard to, and again, early in the season, you're just trying to figure out how these guys should, should hit, right? Oh, some guys are struggling. Eventually, they'll get it together. I'm never one to really, here's how, I'm, like, handicapping strategy is what we're looking at. I don't go to the book and say, let me scan to see where a low or a high total is. I go into my numbers look at the pitchers, how well they do without saying what they're favored by or what that total is and I get a range of what I think it should be in my mind then you go take a look at the numbers to see if they make some sense whether it be an individual team total first five innings wager you don't want to get messed around with the bullpen and certainly how the weather does look at this time so it does all work its way in but it doesn't dissuade me I'd rather have a bad pitching match and a high number and try to deal with that than a really good pitching match and say well maybe there's value because the number is a little bit lower.
3: Okay. All right. Good breakdown there. Let's keep it moving then. Uh, We'll keep it with an AL East team here in the Toronto Blue Jays. They're going also up against an AL Central team in the Detroit Tigers. Big 235 number on Toronto. Total here is a nine. Showing the expectation is the Blue Jays offense should have a good one.
4: Offense should be a good one on both sides here. Kevin Bassett will be on the mound here for Toronto. How about this X5 number? Close to seven. Doesn't strike out a lot of batters. Walking too many guys early here. Dominated by left-handed bats. And if you take a look at the lineup today that we're anticipating from Detroit, one, two, three, four, five, as many as five to six left-handed bats do win the lineup for Detroit. But really the focus is going to be on this small ballpark now in Toronto. No longer can Toronto fans go, ah! That tiny ballpark in New York, what a joke. It looks like Toronto's Rogers Center might be an actual joke, which is fantastic. And again, Major League Baseball, don't see the home runs flying out in Toronto and say, well, when Toronto's home, mm. we're going to crank up the humidor and give them the d baseballs. Don't do that. This is going to be a fun season in Toronto, and it's going to continue today. Turnbull, an 8 x FIP number on this early season here. 10 percent k rate which means the ball is going to be in the play take a look at these splits for turnbull who's a right-handed pitcher to lefties kevin weighted on base percentage 540 to righties 408 the middle of the lineup here if you're looking for rbi or damage to be done it's bichette guerrero varsho and chapman all elevated numbers we should get runs in toronto today should be a fun one
3: we've only played two games in Toronto so far this season. The first was against, they're both against Detroit, a 9-3 game and then a 4-3 game. So not, it's, it's, it's a two game sample size, but it also means that you can kind of be at the beginning of perhaps some bigger games there. The other two games that are on the slate, as we mentioned before, Cardinals, Pirates, big favorite there for Jordan Montgomery against Vince Velasquez. And then right now, the, the early word here is TBD, Donnie, it looks like for the Brewers, right? Any indication as to who that could be with the Padres going back home? Yeah, it looks like Wilson
4: is up on the mound today. And if that is the case here, it looks like we're probably leaning towards an under two decent pitchers here, a good pitcher's ballpark. That's the way I would lean in that night game, as long as we get that pitching matchup.
3: Yeah, again, keep an eye. They did just pop odds open right now, a little bigger than minus 130 on San Diego. But as always, the pitching is going to make the difference there. So we will Mm -hmm. see who gets the ball for Milwaukee. That's your baseball preview. But before you go anywhere, folks, a lot of day games, by the
2: way. So check us out on Moneyline. Before you go anywhere, listen up sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: have you ever brought your magic to walt disney world like hey we came to play did you tip your tiara to a creole princess or get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could would you when we come through it's true magic because we came to play bring the magic at walt disney world resort
6: reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's
3: advocate here
1: let's see so no that's a good thing uh, Um...
4: Final segment of the day here for the early line on a Thursday morning right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Wallace powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to the morning after and Ben Stevens and the rest of your Sports Grid programming. So much topics to talk about today. Love the fact that all four road teams covered the spread and some massive upsets yesterday in the NBA play-ins. They take a breather tonight on a Thursday night. Doubleheader again on Friday night. And away we go into the playoffs starting on Saturday with a nice lineup of games all throughout the afternoon and evening. Major League Baseball certainly in full effect. Got a nice day slate today. Looking to jump on some RBA props. And also, same game parlay winners. I think we're going to get one in Baltimore today for sure. We can have some fun with that as well. The NFL Draft, we talked about it this morning. Coming up, odds are changing at the FanDuel Sportsbook here on who is going to be that top pick. Could it be Price Young, C.J. Straight? We'll find out shortly because, as Kevin said, in two weeks from today, the NFL Draft will take place. Now, talking about the NFL Draft taking place, a team in the Colts looking quarterback. But who are they actually looking at now? Listen up. Could it be C.J. Stroud? Could it be Richardson? Could it be Will Levis for the Colts? But you know who it looks like it's not going to be? Lamar Jackson of the baltimore ravens why is that yesterday word got out and again we were running on basically you know threads here to see which team could be interested in lamar jackson with so many teams actually just coming out outright and saying we're not interested in lamar jackson it was nice to hear an organization not get out of the way of it all together and say, yeah, he's a great quarterback. I don't know. Maybe we'll look at him. So we started to think that a legitimate landing option for Lamar Jackson was going to be with the Indianapolis Colts. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case anymore because they told us we're not really looking Lamar Jackson's direction anymore. We're looking more towards the draft and their future, which begs the question, where does Lamar actually land? And is the only landing spot that actually is available? The Baltimore Ravens at this point, can they get a deal work together? OBJ in town, a lot of things still left up in the air. But two weeks to the NFL draft, maybe get situated by then. Stay tuned for the morning after, coming up next. Across America,
5: BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and